Hello and welcome to Funny Science Fiction, the live edition. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to Funny Science Fiction, our Monday night live edition. We're so glad to have everyone here. And uh, uh, just as a quick reminder before we get started, if you're watching on Facebook, please allow StreamYard access to your information if you're going to comment or if you're going to uh, want to ask a question of Nick, Kathleen, or myself, or our guests when they come in. We're going to have a great discussion tonight about Loki, and we want to make sure that we're talking to you, not just Facebook user. But we love I mean, Facebook user. Well, maybe. So... <laughs> <laughs> Depends on who the Facebook user is. What if they don't want us to know who they are? Well, I blame Watts for that. So, <laughs> well, he's obvious who he is. Yeah, I know, he but still, I'm going to blame him anyway. All right, so funny science fiction podcast, the podcast where hosts know that they shouldn't cross the streams, but we still kind of want to throw caution to the wind. You know, see what happens. Are we going to add an electric fence to that equation? Um... That's a different type of crossing the streams, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think that that's uh what Ghostbusters had in mind when that comment was was I made. See caution and I laugh. <laughs> oh, let's see. Oh, right. we got I got to reconnect to Twitter because technology technology is a wonderful thing. I have to like re reaffirm my love for Twitter once every week or two. Uh but real quick, uh <laughs> I have a question, Tim. Do you have enough Funko Pops yet? Never. I do not own them all. <laughs> um, Fred says, I am here, kind of. Well, we appreciate you kind of being here, Fred. All right. But before we get started, I'm saying somebody else's lines because I'm not thinking. But there's somebody's lines in blue that somebody else should be saying. I'm not, oh, I'm not before blue. we get into that <laughs> joke, let's say thanks to our show's partners, River City Tees and Level Up Lightsabers. All right, River City Tees. Here we go. With over 700 designs to choose from, River City Tees has something for everyone. Need some new nerd merch? River City Tees has you covered. Need funny or sarcastic designs? River City Tees has you covered. Are you looking for a new logo or custom design? Whether you need one or 100, River City Tees has you covered. With multiple colors and options for each and every design. With things to choose from like shirts, hoodies, phone cases, coffee mugs, and so much more. Be sure to follow River City Tees on Facebook and Instagram. If you do, you'll get the latest on designs and information about upcoming sales. River City Tees. Let's make a shirt together. You stole my line. Who? I did. Oh. I get all talky talky and I don't think about whose lines I'm stepping on. Jeez. Well, that was one of our show sponsors. That was River City Tees. Our other show sponsor is Level Up Lightsabers. Let's watch that awesome video. I ordered mine the other day. Oh, <laughs> I'm only a little jealous. 
All right. I keep saying I'll, I keep saying this like every week. I'm getting one soon, but I really do mean but it. Then I, but then you keep buying Funko Pops and you can't afford yourself a lightsaber. Uh, you know. Um, for 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 five payments of five Funko Pops. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I only got six. Of, I only got six of them in the mail today. And you have how many more coming? Nine, but that's not the point. <laughs> What is the point, Tim? It's not an addiction. I can quit anytime I want. You just don't want to. I just don't want to. <laughs> All I, right. Let's kind of like my Funko Pops. Thank you very much. Before we spiral too far, let's give a warm welcome to Mark and Devin from the Fandom Effect. They can also give Tim crap about his Funko Pop addiction. Hey. I, just, I just bought one yesterday, so I feel attacked. <laughs> Ooh, what'd you get? Uh, the Barnes and Noble uh, Phoenix Iki exclusive because I love uh, Saint Seiya anime, and so uh, I wanted to grab that one. Okay. I have three Funkos, and I will continue to give Tim crap about them. <laughs> I only okay. have like ten. I don't See, have and what really, really bothers Tim, and I love that this bothers Tim so much, is that he's out of the box. <laughs> Actually, no, it, it doesn't bother me. It would bother me if mine were out of the box. You could destroy the value of yours however you like. Well, I mean, okay, so I got it on because the box is trashed. Well, if the box is trashed, then you you know you don't have an option. Right. Tim, I have twenty three of them, and they're out. Of, they're all out of the box. I only have a few out of the box. And that's because my three three year old took a, a shining to my uh, mystery science three seater three thousand ones because the two crow and uh, servo the two robots. So, aha. Uh -huh. Those, those are out of the box. I mean, Hello, Jason two, Taylor. My other two are in the box and will stay in the box. It's two critical role ones. So Nice. Yeah, Grog and, Ve Grog and Vex will stay in their boxes. But, uh, but so yeah, I, I actually have all five Bob Ross Funko Pops. Nice. And getting ready to order all the Letterkenny ones. Oh, nice. Yeah. Still got to watch the last season. So Jason Taylor says that most of his are out of the box, and I annoy my daughter with them. And John Wass says this is Kathleen's husband, who we just <laughs> simply called what? Wass. Am I, am I claiming him? Um, you, you, well, I'm not. You have to. You have the same last name. Uh, Funko Pops are the modern Beanie Babies. That's right. And I got the yeah, Princess I mean, yeah. Diana. No, there will not really, be an Alter really Bridge are. chat or a Creed chat tonight, Jason. That's another. That's another podcast. Another time. That's a so, yeah. Wait, wait, the arms aren't wide open today? No, mine were completely wide open. Just not so, for you. Just just not for Jason. Um, wow. But, yeah, so this, the, the ones I, I put up on the shelf today, I had two from the Wonder Woman movie, Antia P and... Uh, uh, oh, goodness, goodness, what is it? Etta Candy. Um, yeah, and then I got... I've been collecting the Lucha Libre Matador version of Funko Pops of the Marvel <laughs> Universe. And today I got Wolverine and um, um, Iron Man's version. Tomorrow, Loki and uh, uh, the Hulk will be here, and that will complete that that first part of the the first part of the collection because Loki is the very first one out of the second set that they're releasing of the Lucha Libres. Um, I can't see what Kathleen's holding up because my screen's too small. Loki, we're getting there, Jeffrey. Yeah. Just. <laughs> She's but the real question is, have you seen the black light, the black light Funko Pops they got out? Yeah. Yeah, and there's the, some the, interesting ones, yeah. Is, Those are cool. awesome. Supposedly the the one I just got was in the dark, but I 
you know, I've yet to, I've yet to test it. Yeah. I got a, uh, I got a Johnny storm one that's supposed to glow in the dark, but I haven't, I haven't tried it yet. So, but I will shortly. So mainly cause they're here in my office and you know, this is not at my house. So I'm not usually here at night. Well, most nights. He's in so. an undisclosed location. Exactly. All Hi. right. Before, before my co-host explodes into a million little girl bits and, and with red hair and, and cat whiskers everywhere. Uh, it's blonde again. It, well, in theory. So. Half of it's blonde anyway. <laughs> so we're going to get to Loki in just a moment. But before we do that, I'd like to take a quick moment. Like we said, you guys are from the Fandom Effect. Tell yeah. us a little bit about your show, what you guys talk about over there, and why people should go check out your show as well. Yeah, so the fan effect, the main kind of idea behind it is we realized there was like, like I mean, obviously you guys know a ton of different fandoms and people like different things and kind of all over and that both of us were kind of all over the board with stuff that we were into, like from wrestling to video games to, you know, the occasional anime or whatever. And we had had talks with friends in the past that said like, you know, they wish they knew certain people that were into things and, you know, they got they got turned off from certain fandoms or certain things like whether it be dungeons and dragons or whatever because they, they didn't know anybody they didn't know where to go they didn't know how to find anybody so we figured we could start a podcast where we could try to bring uh different fandoms so like people who really want to get into something but have no idea where to start have kind of a place they can kind of go to and find like-minded people and you know oh, nice. and i unfortunately i brought Devin on which is you know led to a, a downturn and many um, things for those who had listened to our latest uh, bonus episode with Tim, um, I actually get paid in dog treats. Um, so that's a plus for me. Uh, Mark slips my pills into him without me noticing. Yeah, I mean, uh, I gotta, yeah. Keep me gotta very calm and relaxed throughout the whole thing. You need and, medicine. you know, we also go into some other deep talks, you know, like uh, get into the wild world of uh, TikToks and grass cutting and you know, all the other fandoms that are out there, like gardening and crocheting. And, you know, eventually we just like to hit on all all networks of fandom. Yeah. All right. We just try to dive into stuff that people care about, but then try to shine a light on things to help out, you know, find help other people maybe find something that they're passionate about and, you know, something that maybe they didn't know about before. So it's kind of our, kind of the main goal. Have you all actually right. talked about crocheting on a podcast? No, because no. that would be awesome. <laughs> no, we just we always joke we're, about how we're gonna hit every fandom. And eventually, we're gonna get to crocheting yeah. and knitting. Uh, eventually, we plan on just trying to delve into like just really obscure things, just for the sake of what can we find out about stuff. But I think the farthest that we've really reached out to so far is I uh, we had an interview with a, a paranormal investigator, um, and I talked to her about what it's like to go to like these abandoned places and and hunt for ghosts and stuff. Okay. But next week they are doing a special on underwater basket weaving, so I'm looking. It's forward true. To that. Yeah, but that that that's a skill, you know, and a hobby. So there's exactly there's a lot, there's a lot of things there. The best part is it's actually going to be videoed, so Mark is going in person to learn how to do it. Nice. That's true. <laughs> All right. All right. So where can people find out more about your show? Where can they look you up at? Everywhere. 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 Uh, yeah. Solid the, answer. That's my favorite. Uh, yeah. The main stuff is Facebook and, and Twitter that we'll, we'll respond to the most. And both of them are just at fan effects. So you, you can find it pretty simple. And then every major podcasting, you know, platform, Apple, Spotify, the whole, the whole nine yards. All right. Um, cool. We're also, uh, so recently I started putting out, um, when we do our videos, I recently started showing them on 
my Twitch channel as well. So we have both our Twitch channels. Um, Mark's is Bushido Geek and mine is Jeremy Kong. We both put them uh, on our Twitch channel so people can watch them and check out videos even if uh, and like and subscribe there as well. So we're trying to hit every major platform that the video could be watched on. Eventually. Nice. All right. Cool beans. All right. The time has come. <laughs> Kathleen has been very patient, mostly. Okay. So let's talk about Loki, uh, the show on Disney+. Plus. Now, I am, for one, Loki is one of my more favorite characters. And so I was really kind of excited to have him get his own show and be able to do his own thing out there. So what have been your guys' reactions so far to the show, Loki? What are your thoughts and feelings on it up to this point? I love it. <laughs> it's, 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 it's been really good. I mean, I, I like the like the kind of direction they're taking with it, you know, versus like kind of just like a, if you take the, you know, WandaVision being a kind of a continuation of their story and Captain Falcon and Winter Soldier being kind of a continuation of like what they're going on with. Like Logie's is more of like, it's not really a continuation because you didn't know what was going to happen with him. Right. So I'm glad they like the route that they take is, is very interesting. It's very reminiscent of like, like, I mean, I hate to compare it to like DC, like rip hunter stuff, but it's got like a very Legends of Tomorrow esque kind of feel to it, uh, which is my favorite DC show right now. So that's to yeah. me, that's like the dots that really connect. Well, I can't even I can't even argue or complain with that. That's a pretty good analogy. Yeah, um, I definitely <clears throat> as like the um, I like that in the very first episode they straight up started it off from Endgame and kind of like played right into it uh, mm-hmm. and. So you never really lose a step, essentially. And another thing that I just love is just the the way that they perceive this whole universe, kind of dive more deep into it and reflect on some of the movies to the point where you know that this is building up for their next set of films yeah. more than yeah. where WandaVision was kind of like a slow burning and then you have like, the end of it. Then you have Winter Soldier and uh, Captain America. That kind of or Falcon and Winter Soldier kind of built up, and then it just slow burned at the end. And then so this one's like, now we're gonna give you everything that you're gonna need for this next set of movies. Because guess what? This is gonna show you the next big bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. You no, know he's coming. And the thing is, is I'm one of those guys that just love to go. Okay, I watched the episode. Not gonna go to the internet and watch all this other crap. Right. So. I want to see what everybody else thinks about this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do the same thing, actually, Devin. As soon as the episode is over, I go out and... Because I have my own thoughts and ideas about the episode, but I want to see what other people caught. Um, I also, every week, make the the habit of giving it a couple hours, going out and watching uh, Screen Crush. Mm-hmm. And Screen Crush, uh, Ryan Airy, we've had him on the show a couple times. He's a really cool dude. Uh, but they do Easter eggs every week of what, uh, you know, things that have been... Uh, showing up on the on screen, and he, you know, he'll tell you how many Easter eggs there were found in, in that week's episode, and what to look forward to, and what this means from this episode, and that, and so it's it's kind of helps fill in the blanks a little bit. Yeah, I wow. love the the retro vibe of the time agency too. Like, yeah, the yeah. the Cold War esque feel to it. Yeah, very Fallout. Yes, it, yeah. is, it is that Fallout like. That that weird 
retro vibe, but when the, the with the rotary phones, and I'm like, oh my gosh, seriously, rotary phones, guys? Like you are calling that there is an emergency happening, yeah. and you're using a rotary? Yeah, like, like they they technically have access to all technology, but they're they're choosing to use like this retro, yeah, really outdated technology. And um, the the whatever the clocks, I don't remember what the little clock person's name is. Yeah, like. She cracks me up, and the are you are you a recording or are you live? And she's like, well, kind of both. And it's like, what are you? <laughs> I like how they have like the retro thing, but a high tech version of the retro thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that yeah. they like put the, when you bring down the Easter egg things that there are things throughout the show that still bring them to date. So, for instance, whenever you see Owen Wilson's character, he's drinking that same pop. But that pop is from the 1990s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he's know? kind of obsessed with that era, which I'm, yeah, I'm assuming that... Yeah, I'm assuming something is going to be revealed with him in... I, I feel like there's too many references to him in the 90s. To just uh, Captain just Marvel. Yeah. I was going to say, that's yeah. Captain Sorry. Marvel yeah. era, which... Yeah. <laughs> which would be kind of cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's when her movie technically took place, right? So, Which is just weird uh, that that's now classified as a a period piece. That the 90s are a period... That's weird. Yeah. We're not talk about that. Yeah, that's, talk that's, about a 90s baby here. I can't that's help pain, it. That's painful. Right, me too. So, um, but yeah, it's... You know, there's a lot, like, you guys bring up the Easter eggs and stuff, and it's crazy to see how many there truly are because when you go on these websites and see, like, oh, but did you yeah. catch this? And you're like, yeah. damn it, I did it. Like, that <laughs> right. is so awesome. Cool. Sometimes it's like some, it's like the most random, obscure reference to, like, like a random comic book issue or, like, some subtle reference to, like, a war that took, like, it's it's crazy how they find ways to to sneak in the most interesting See, and I things. Think it, I thought it was interesting too that the the one desk worker doesn't know what a fish is. Yeah, like because they were like just created in this bubble. Yeah, that he spent his whole life at at his job, and then the what was the other one? The um oh the drawer full of infinity stones. But there's they use them as yeah paperweights. Paper yeah, because paper they don't work. So just... Yeah, some guys use them as paperweights. I. I laughed out loud with that. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, like, so let me ask you, you, did you know that it was a female before they showed her? Yes. I did. About the variant? Yes. No, I had no clue. Okay, I had, so... had a how feeling did... because of when he they showed all the different variants, and they were like, you know, you saw like him with like a big arm, and he's like muscular and stuff, and then you show him like, you know, with short hair and stuff. Like, they showed all the different versions. I was like... This one's got to be a female because that's why they can't find him as and track him down because they're not looking for they're thinking of looking for a guy that's not right. a female. Yeah, I thought I want to. I want to say that I I didn't think that that far ahead of it uh, or that well on it because I had honestly forgotten that uh, in, in the comic books that Loki was had dual gender at times and that you know he, there were times where he was a female and there was times where he was male and there's times um, he was a horse. Yeah. And so I didn't even think about that, you know, that, oh, yeah, the variant could actually be a female. And so when the variant came out as a female, I was like, well, that's not Loki. And then it hit yeah. me a couple minutes later. I was like, oh, man. So, <laughs> yes, it is. 
I thought it, it could have. I mean, obviously, like, they showed it already. But I thought it could have been cool to actually see like the frost, like giant version of him a mm-hmm. little bit. It would have been kind of cool. Yeah. And I mean, like the couple of times that they showed the the variant just in silhouette with the cape, and I'm like, that's a girl. I, I can yeah, tell by the way that person's walking. Yeah, it was definitely not going to be like just him. Like there was definitely going to be something different about it, just because they kept it so well hidden with everything. Uh, there's one other thing too is that uh, there are rumors out there that it's not actually Loki, but it's Enchantress as well. So there's like <clears throat> yeah, there's that there's that theory that's behind it, um, which is crazy to me. But I still think it's a cool aspect. But it's, they... it's Marvel, so who knows what they're gonna yeah. throw at us? Oh, Disney! Because <laughs> there's gonna be obviously there's gonna be stuff with them, like obviously something shady with the timekeepers. I mean, it's like and the it's, fact it's, that the timekeepers are lizards. They're they're lizard people. Of course, we're being controlled by lizard people. I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, dive into the <laughs> there's like secretly a subterranean race of lizard people controlling uh, everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, so well, take a quick peek at this. This is just a quick Google search. So, I mean, if I mean, it's not that far off, and it would actually tie in kind of no, well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you we go to that picture there, I mean, it would it would over. work because she's part of the. She has like backstory with Loki in the comics, right? And she's from Asgard. So yeah, that's where they're tying it all in, and yeah, I'm actually eager to see that if she is or not because in my head, for some reason, I'm getting this weird visualization that Marvel's not setting up for just like a Thanos; they're right. setting up for like a group of people, and they're going to have this group of people together, and that's going to be like. Enchantress, you're going to have um, the witch uh, from WandaVision. Agatha. Uh, Harkness? Agatha, yeah, Harkness is going to be in it. Then they're going to have the uh, <coughs> secret, I think they call him what, secret agent is what um, uh, the Captain America changeover is. Oh, U.S. agent? You, yeah, yeah, U.S. Yeah, US, US agent. agent. Yeah. So, like, it's going to be those three. You're going to have those. And then, like, I, I just, in my gut, Kang, Kang the Conqueror is coming out. They're gonna oh, bring yeah. him to life, and there's well, no an, doubt about it. He's gonna be in Ant Man three. <laughs> yeah, he's the yeah he's the main the main villain for yeah he's he's the big bad in, in Ant Man three. So, uh, which is so, gonna be hilarious to watch Paul Rudd go up against. Uh yeah, Paul Rudd. <laughs> Anything Paul Rudd? Yes, I'm I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah, I'll sign that. I'll sign that dialogue instantly. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be good. So speaking of King the Conqueror and Ant Man three, um, there's thought that somehow this all ties back in with with Loki. And this is one of the the theories that I actually wanted to discuss with you guys uh, because of these images that came out. Uh, Now, most people have already seen these. So this is a picture of the TVA and what we see of the Time Variant Authority, uh, you know, as Owen Wilson and uh, Tom Hiddleston, you know, uh, Mobius and 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 Loki walk out to the deck, they look out, this is what they see for the city, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so everybody sees that, and they're like, oh, hey, check out how cool that is. That looks really cool. And then what people are comparing that to is a scene from Ant-Man and the Wasp, where this is seen in the quantum realm. 
Hmm. Huh. Hmm. And so now the theory is, is that, and here's where the, the theory comes in. People are saying that, that the TVA exists in the quantum realm. I mean, the that reason, would, yeah. And the yes. reason they're saying that is that uh, there's a couple different things. So when um, uh, the Ant-Man was in there and, and everything and, the, and uh, Janet Van Dyke was in there, what the comment that they said, they didn't know how long they were in there because time moved differently. And what's the first thing Owen Wilson says to, uh, or, you know, Mobius says to Loki's character when he asks him how long he's been working for the TVA? I don't really know. Time works differently here. Yeah, time works differently here. So there's a big theory going on right now that people believe that that there's going to be a tie-in from Loki to Ant-Man 3, and that's how we're going to get uh, Loki uh, fighting up against Kang as well. So, Anything that brings us more Loki, I'm okay with. So, King, yeah, I mean, I mean, King the Cocker is one of the three uh, timekeepers. And there's that's, that, too. That's in his backstory. And the thing is, is that when they brought this to life, it was like, totally made sense because it was like, like you guys said, Owen Wilson said he doesn't know how time, time doesn't really work the same there. And in the quantum realm, they were gone for five years and Paul Rudd said, no, it's gone for five minutes. What are you talking about? Right. So that totally like spans out and makes sense because, you know, they would have stuck somebody like Kang the Conqueror. He would have been stuck in the quantum realm to make sure he never escaped. Right. right. So now there's also thought that uh, this is that uh, Loki's going to tie back into WandaVision and with a tie in to. Um, uh, Ant-Man 3 as well, because King the Conqueror is a Nexus being. Wanda is a Nexus being. Also, and... yeah, go ahead, Nick. I was going to say in the second episode, we saw Agatha before she was Agatha or not, but mm -hmm. sorry, I didn't mean to tra train your thought. No, you're fine. No, but can, it, can it, you, it I'm sorry, Tim. Can you elaborate on that, Nick? So, when they went back to Pompeii, the the person who played Agatha, like, had a brief little line with them. We don't know. Like that was it, and then they just kind of moved past her, and but she was there. Oh, I didn't recognize her at first then because I must have been like yeah. just watching it, like zoned out a little bit, and then just was like, yeah. I, I, I just had the weirdest like before. It was just me like when they were talking about going to an event. I'm like, ten bucks, it's Pompeii, and then they go to the thing. And it's it was Pompeii, and I felt really happy. It, it just it was like I, it was like my personal nerd like moment. You're like nailed it. Knew that was gonna happen. Gonna yeah, that's a check on the board. That's a, that's See, a and I got distracted when they were in Pompeii because my husband's like, I wonder if the doctor's there. I'm like. Different universe. Stop confusing me. No, it's not. It's Different universe, universe, Pompeii. All the universes. And that's <clears> the thing <throat> is that they even mentioned that in Doctor Who that Pompeii is one of those events you can't change. Yeah. So it is in every universe. Okay. Back to you, Tim. Like, really? Doctor Who and Pompeii? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Back to you, Tim. No, that's fine. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they're saying that because, and then also in WandaVision, there was the, the, uh, the pseudo commercial about the the nexus medicine 
Mm-hmm. And so they're they're using mm-hmm. all of that to kind of tie everything together. That there's going to be a tie in between Loki, um, WandaVision, and Ant Man three. So there could be some really cool things coming up um, in the MCU future, if yeah. if that theory is correct. You know, I think that's, least, that's always the big if. Yeah, because it's always yeah, because that's that's the thing we haven't seen yet is is Marvel willing to connect their TV shows to to the movies. You know, right. and obviously it, it makes sense to do that, but you know we haven't seen it yet, so I can't. It's hard to put stock in it when you don't know. Like, do they want to keep them separate? Do they, you know, want to bring them together? I mean, it, it's going to depend. I just have a strong feeling that they're going to like wrap it all up because they they have to start putting out these movies now. They have was it July 9th or something like that? That's For Black like, Widow. That's Black Widow's. Uh, yeah. that, that's supposed to start the new round, isn't it? Where everything Maybe starts... Stage four? Yeah, where it starts rolling together because you got Spider-Man's going to start coming up quickly. And everybody knows there's going to be multiple different worlds going on in there. Um, there's just random things that are going to start occurring that just start tying stuff together. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think that there's, there's going to be a tie-in. They've always done a little bit of tie-in between their TV shows. I mean, like, um, you know, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Agent Carter. Uh, there was there were subtle tie-ins there between the two, but nothing hard and fast, where there was a definite, this was what the TV show did, and we're going to pick up from that TV show and move forward. But I think that these shows are different. I think that because they're yeah. actually using people from the movies... In the in these little mini series shows, I think that they're using these as launching pads to set up the next section. So I think we're going to see a lot more of not only these characters, but but also in how they move into the movies as well. I think there's going to be a definite tie-in. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. I mean, if it, you feel like at some point they're going to want to connect everything to at least maybe not like completely, but at least some sort of reference to like the movies coming up, like some sort of tie-in to where it, you know you finish the show and then it gets you to want to watch the movie coming out next month or whatever because the character makes a reference to something in the movie like it gi- it does give them an opportunity to like provide additional teasers without really having to put any marketing into it because you've already got the built-in audience that's going to be watching it right it is i think i think that their tv shows are kind of a an extension of their mid-credit scenes like i feel like that's where they're it was the we we're doing these teasers in mid credit scenes for thirty seconds to a minute. We can make nine episode long teasers to keep you keep your interest, yeah, yeah, to keep yeah. You, your interest. I mean, they're keeping us hungry for more Marvel between Marvel movies. And yes, yeah. was I do believe that we need to have movies still with the Disney Plus series only because a you get a bigger budget, so naturally you can have a better storyline to go along with. It's kind of like having like that. I can't even say like the Game of Thrones epic finale because that was just horrible. <laughs> it was not an epic finale. That was. I know, but it's no. like having, okay, uh, Sopranos. There we go. Better one. Wait, so no. um, it's that like having like you have that long series. You have those couple series going, but then you have the big, that big boom at the end. That's just kind of like, this is actually why we did everything that we did. Like yeah. this has to be said for this. Yeah. So okay. I believe that the movies are all gonna eventually everything's gonna start pulling together because you have so many time and world based movies coming up with Spider Man, Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there's, they uh, need know, they need uh, they need these shows to act like laces and tie everything together. And then extending into the to the multiverse too. I mean, yeah, you've got access to all of them. Why not use all of them? So yeah. plus, there's, there's a lot else? of people that aren't going to be that aren't going to spend money on Disney Plus just out of principle, just for not wanting to pay for our streaming service. So you're going to get people who just go to movies like without doing both. You're going to you'd miss out on a lot if Disney just decided to put everything on Disney Plus. They would lose out on a lot of money. Yeah. Right. So who else thinks, by the way, that having watched the last couple episodes of Loki, that uh, with the variant doing what she did, that was where they set off the uh, the multiverse. Oh, that actually makes a lot of sense. That, that would be where it came from. I had not thought of because that. so if you look at the at the uh, the TVA's so timeline, the it was straight, straight, straight. And then she set that off to reset it, and then boom, spider webbed everywhere. And there's just little lines going everywhere. So now they have multiverses that need to be fixed. Yeah. You think that's yeah, where it comes in? And it's it's possible. I'm also wondering, like, so this is just me trying to connect the dots. So when when she steals the reset device, even though she brings it to a new location, is the reset device still set for whatever it was supposed to reset to begin with? Well, that that w we would have to know if the reset device is designed only for that that time period, right? Or, or is it just a generic device that works wherever it's at? I feel right. like it's just like a generic device that, that works. That might help. That might if it's just a generic thing. I would. I don't. I don't think it would be enough to start a multiverse because even though small decisions can branch out and affect everything, I feel like for something to say like this is the the thing that set off the multiverse. It would need to be changing like drastic events to then change like you know what I mean like like changing Pompeii where you warn the city and you stop the volcano or right. you know you evacuate all the people like cataclysmic you know cataclysmic changes versus like hey we left the dead body here versus we used the they reset device she was hiding in apocalypses though so maybe them yeah. But it's like, is she hiding in them just because of what they said, or because yeah, she has some other plan to? I think it, it, it's possible. I just feel like it would need to be bigger. I feel like you changing a slight thing for the multiverse isn't enough to really explain. Like, yeah, the multiverse where you know, bat, you know, like or like where people are serial killers instead of heroes, and right. you know, like Hulk is just a bloodthirsty beast the entire time. Like, I don't feel like you could explain drastic changes of, of a multiverse just because she set off a couple of reset devices. Um, one thing I do want to state too is that you know, Marvel's great doing this multiverse thing, but in the comics, um, DC did it first. Oh yeah. Just <laughs> Just gotta flex that one, That's one fine. time because you know me and Mark are big DC fans, and we just have to state that ahead of time. Yeah, That's yeah. fine. I think it's also. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Nick. I was gonna say I think it's also a way for them to step away from the comic books in a way, and they can start telling a new story instead of yeah. always referring back to the comics and. Yeah. Like they can have comics follow their story versus having to have their stuff always follow a comic. They can kind of get out ahead of it and and kind of like see what they want it to go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I think there's I think there's a lot of a lot of cool things coming up, and, and and I think we have an opportunity to see how this is all gonna 
tie in together. So any predictions as to where you're hoping this is going? I know we've, we've kind of touched on them a little bit, but are there any direct predictions that I think that this is going to be this, I think this is going to be that type of thing? Uh, and Drayton wants it to tie into Howard the Duck. Oh, of course he does. <laughs> I know because I Howard the Duck's voice in the Marvel oh, movies yeah. was done by Seth Green, and I absolutely hate Seth Green. So, <laughs> Understandable. I can't say there's anything that, like, I want it to happen or like I, I need this to happen or, or need that to happen or, or something like that. Just cause it's, they're taking it such a different direction. It's, it's I'm more just interested to see what they're going with it. Uh, but I do feel that they're like Devin pointed out all the stuff with the nineties. I do feel that like, in addition to like Captain Marvel, that there is something shady about uh, with the timekeepers like, Oh yeah, we were all created here. We don't know how things work, but like this one guy has a fascination with a set period of time just so my my theory is that uh, the timekeepers, you know, whoever it is, is plucking people out of the timeline who they can decree as having like little to no impact on the timeline, wiping their memories and then making them think that they've been there their entire lives. They were created here um, and everything and like they're and he's gonna find out like somehow he's gonna find out from like snooping like maybe he goes to like his friend's office or whatever and finds out that like some sort of secret information but that's my theory is that he mobius is gonna find out that the timekeepers are kidnapping people to work for them um out of time that actually would make a lot of sense Okay. okay, everybody hold on to your seats because this one's going to get wild. This is why Mark brings me on to the shows and then fires me instantly afterwards because these get coming in hot. <laughs> All right, so we automatically have already talked about the tree branching situation. So what's going to happen is we have a new Thor dropping. So somehow Loki is going to be brought back to um, Asgard. He's going to join up with Thor and that's going to kind of set up Love and Thunder and that's why we have a female Thor played by Natalie Portman is because we have a female Loki. And I feel like they're going to kind of like play off of that kind of situation. Um, but the, it's also setting up the multiverse, situ, uh, which is dealt with Dr. Strange and um, Wanda Maximoff because the um, he's going to notice that the worlds have all changed and have spread out so he has to fix that because that's part of their jobs and that's where they're going to start to battle king the conqueror is going to be inside that one even though we have the quantum realm coming up with ant-man and wasp that's how dr strange is going to learn about it and help figure out a way to get to it is because they're going to pull in ant-man and ant-man to kind of work with him and go into the quantum realm and learn more about it and while all this is happening, we're going to have that big team of people being built by the bad guys. So then it sets up the next Avengers movie eventually. And that's why they haven't officially announced an Avengers movie yet because they can't they set it up. They got to set it up first and they have to keep it under wraps because if somebody just says, oh, we got another Avengers movie, you instantly know like, OK, there's going to be a big team battle up and it's just right. going to be that's just going to flatten everybody's, you know, parade. So because you have things like. Fantastic Four, She-Hulk, mm -hmm. um, you know, all these new characters that are coming out that you just cannot just flatten the line out and be like, oh, we got another Avengers movie because everybody's just going to be like, yeah, uh, I don't want to watch that. Yeah, and then Moon Knight 2. 
Yeah. Which will be a, a brand new thing. I'm excited for Moon Knight. Yeah, so am I. I love the character. Me and Devin both have talked about like how fascinating we find Moon Knight. He's and... Marvel's Batman, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Uh, he's a schizophrenic Batman. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's and... pretty awesome. <laughs> Jayton says, never trust cosmic lizards that communicate with 50 styles driving cartoons. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, go to the he's, he's, he's not wrong. Yeah, let's go to the movies. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I'm more interested to see, like, eventually, I feel. Um, I'm wondering who the first person is going to be that, like, goes to, like, you know, like Doctor Strange, he, like, does his magic to, like, read the forbidden texts and all that. And. Mm -hmm. The timekeepers mentioned that like the creation of the timekeepers and all that stuff is like under lock and key and it's considered classified. So obviously someone at some point is going to read it. I mean, that's like the default of Marvel right. saying something like that is that someone eventually is going to get too curious and just read it. The question is, is it going to be like Loki coming back, Mobius or... Deadpool. Yeah, or yeah, Deadpool just shows up and, and reads he, it. And then he just, just randomly walks in and is like, oops... I think it could, I could see more Mobius doing it than anything. Yeah. yeah, but it's like event. I'm just I'm curious too to to see what lore Marvel is going to put behind the creation and everything. Like, are they going to how far are they going to stick to exactly what they're doing? Or like Nick said, are they going to try to put their own twist on it a little bit to differentiate themselves from what's already been told to try to you know kind of create their own universe a little bit? I'm hoping they put their own twist. I mean, there's. I like it when there's something new, they put a new spin on things, and it's not the same old, same old kind of played out type of... And there's so many superhero and sci-fi tropes that can get reused over and over again, but it's nice when they take that and they put just a little bit of a spin on it, you know, a little English on it, make it make it something different. So I'm hoping that's what they do. Yeah. So I would imagine they will. Like, I, I can't... I wouldn't think that you're going to stick to... It seems like they're, Marvel's been more willing... To lately kind of like take their own twist on things and change things around okay very cool all right so uh i think we've covered loki pretty well here tonight probably our longest chat about loki thus far uh in the because lives this year our chats so far have been we should talk about loki we only have two minutes left well that's why we put him to the front of the show this time because i think otherwise you're going to explode one of these times yep <laughs> And you're like gonna explode! There. Don't tell you're me when. Explode. Explode. There she was are like not sitting there last week. Like, I, 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 I need to talk about Loki. So, yeah. So anyway, all right. So now let's uh, let's move over to another Disney uh, Plus show. Let's talk a little Bad Batch. Because Disney is our master. It's uh, Disney Plus I mean, is quickly is. becoming the reason why I'll be willing to pay whatever they ask every month. I don't care. Um, they between the content of the movies and what they're putting out. You know, for stuff that you, you know, so you don't, I mean, I, the fact that I can sit down with Disney plus and watch every single star Wars movie is a beautiful thing. Every, you know, everything from the Marvel universe, except for the, the, you know, the, the sucky Fox and Sony stuff. Um, well, yeah, except for the newer stuff. Actually, you know, I, I do enjoy the newer stuff from, um, I'm really nervous, excitedly nervous about Venom carnage. I, I still haven't seen the first Venom. I just. I just, just for some reason, it's always it's kept kind of kept eluding me. So I actually really enjoy it. If the second one comes out, I actually really enjoy Venom. I think it's a pretty good movie. Um, there's there's of course a few you can you can always look at it and go, oh, yeah, there's this wrong with it, there's that wrong with it. That's going to happen in almost any, um, you know, um, anything ever. But yeah, but 
Hold on, we got a little bit of conversation here. How similar are these mini Disney series like the old movie serials that used to show each week at the movies back in the day? I don't sure. know because none of us are old enough for that. Those were those were things. Yeah. That was a thing, right? Things. Apparently your husband is old enough to remember them. Were Watch they in remarkably, color yet? Remarkably similar at Drayton Allen. So, well, that's good. I'll contact the D, uh, the TBA and we can all take a trip. I'll go down to the old swimming hole and figure it out. <laughs> Whistle while you walk there. I'm going to go to the movie show. Sorry. All right. So for a couple of minutes, let's let's talk Bad Batch. What do you guys think of Bad Batch so far? What have your, been your impressions thus far, even if you're not completely caught up? Uh, biggest thing I miss is the guy in the beginning doing the intros. I have to I have to say it. I mean, he, yeah. I know he, he does it for the first episode and then and then it drops off. I, I really miss that because I felt like it was such a cool little yeah. way, to, to way to start each episode of Clone Wars. Um, but I, I do. I mean, I, I love that <laughs> match. I've been waiting for another animated series since Clone Wars ended for for a long time. So I'm excited from that sense. Um, I love that they decided to put it like right after uh, Order 66, um, yeah. like immediately after. I thought that was such a nice little touch. Not not saying like, oh, it's been a little while. Like, no, they're literally like, no, it's as it's happening. They're exactly. being affected by it. So it's a real nice touch. Yeah. yeah, the 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 right then, right there. You get the feel of immediacy that it, this is when it's happening, how it's yeah. happening. And I, so. I don't know if it'll happen, but I feel like probably not in the first season, but at some point I feel like because uh, Fives is on the team and Fives knows Anakin um, because they he served under Anakin, that at some point, whether it's in just in passing, they're going to be hiding somewhere and Darth Vader is going to walk by and he's going to say something that Fives is going to recognize as, as it being uh anakin something small but, but i'm i'm it's good it, it has to happen uh, that would be really cool if it did yeah, i would love that so much yeah that would be really cool something about the high ground yeah some sort of some sort of subtle <laughs> reference to the high, i have the high ground now fives is like wait a minute yeah why does that, why does that path dead guy sound so familiar i've heard that voice before yeah. yeah so unfortunately the reason why they're not doing the the intros at least uh, so the guy who did it for the Clone Wars, the, the voice actor's name was Tom Kane, or is Tom Kane. Tom Kane, uh, unfortunately, had some uh, had a, a massive stroke, and um, it it kind of paralyzed his vocal cords for a while. So I I believe he's getting better. Uh, he's they're working towards it, but I don't think he's anywhere near back to being able to uh, do the because he not only did that voice, he also did the voice of Yoda for the mm. show as well. Um, so it's going to be a while, I think, before Tom is able to resume those duties. Now, I, I don't know who they got to do it for the one episode, uh, so far in the Bad Batch, but I wish that they would have, you know, whoever they got to do it was actually pretty good and close to it Tom's was, voice. It seemed like it was pretty close, yeah, yeah. It, so it I'd, love, have, I'd love for him to bring him, you know, just could it have been that. something where they knew they were going to do Bad Batch and had him like had it already recorded, or would that timeline not make sense? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but whoever did it, if if it's not Tom, Tom, which I don't think it is, uh, his voice I think is close enough that uh, in in yeah. separate series that you could tie it in pretty quickly and easily, and I think most people would. Because I'm like you, I liked that little introduction. You know, that had the yeah, uh, I kind of set old... it up. You got you got that little adrenaline pumping, got you got you yeah got blood flowing a little bit. Yeah. So one of the things I was most excited about uh, was the inclusion of Captain Rex. And having him come back into the show, I'm a yeah. I'm a big Captain Rex fan. So he, for me, Captain Rex is the only one who 
because according to all like, the pictures, he's the one that shows up during um, after they blow up the Death Star and all that, and they're all celebrating. Uh, and they they show they pan to like an older person in the crowd. There's all that like rumors that that's actually Captain Rex and and mm-hmm. and all that. And so I, I did. I feel like it was smart. Like I like, like you like Tim. Like I thought it was nice bringing him back just because there's all this lore and rumors about his involvement in the the rebel stuff later on. So it was kind of a, yeah. it was a nice little touch. Yeah. So you have that. Uh, you also have you know this is one of the things I appreciate a lot about the way that uh, Filoni has done the star Wars stuff is, is the tie in between, you know, the, the previously made movies and what he's doing now, he finds a way to tie these things together. Yeah. Um, and so we see that in the Mandalorian, we see that in clone wars, we see that clearly uh, in bad batch. Uh, it was also in rebels. Um, yeah. I'm sure they might do it some in resistance too, but I haven't watched Star Wars Resistance. Um, no, I, I haven't seen any of it. I've only I've, seen I've, bits and pieces of Rebels too. I've watched. I've watched the whole series of, of Rebels. My take on on Clone Wars and Rebels is that you have to get through the first season. If you can get through the first season of both of those, okay, those, that's 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 the issue. Okay, uh, right, with, yeah, with, Rebels. I've never made it past the first season. I just I, I tried twice and couldn't do it, and yeah. haven't gone back since. And I was talking the, to my husband about it this weekend, and I'm like, I figured out what it is. I figured out why I don't watch them. I personally don't really like the anime the animation style like i have trouble getting into the storyline because i'm so visually distracted mm. okay I, I i i'm a i liked clone wars animation style but to me rebels seemed a little bit too cartoonish and that's what kind of threw me off uh initially is that clone wars had more of like a serious animation style and then rebels kind of like turned it uh, a little bit cartoonish they did. They tried uh, to soften it up for for a younger crowd a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and that's what kind of threw me off for, for a little while. But they once uh, once the story gets going, I think it's in season two. Nick can correct me here if I'm wrong. Yeah, I think, I think it was like season two when they started bringing Thrawn in. Yeah, and they started not only that, but then they 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 started aging Ezra, and they changed mm-hmm. Kanan's appearance, and they you know they changed Ezra's appearance, and mm-hmm. and it made it a, and the writing got a little more intense, and the stories got a little more intense. I think it's like the end of mid of season two, wasn't it? When they started doing that? Hmm. Yeah, it was close to there. I might have to get yeah. our shot of things. I love Thrawn as a character in the Star Wars universe. Like just I've I've read like the miniseries comics on him, uh like some books on him and stuff. Like it's such a rich um like here's you guys might sorry, I wanna I found this out. I read an article a couple days ago, pretty interesting about Clone Wars. And you guys having watched Clone Wars, you might you'll probably catch this. So there's a there's a line in one of the movies. Um, I think it's in episode two or three where uh, Anakin meets Grievous and says something along the lines of like, "Oh, I thought you'd be taller," or like, "There's some sort of line where it's like a subtle yeah. reference that they've never met." And I didn't realize that in Clone Wars, they never are on the same screen together, and that's because of that one line that was said in the movies when they were writing the show. They were like told, "You can never have Anakin and Grievous meet because that'll." contradict what we've said right. in the movie. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Jesus, that's like to try to keep track of that through like eight years of a show is Yeah. Insane. Yeah, there's a, that's what I mean. There's a lot of these little things where they are you can see how they're paying such close attention to the movies that were already made, how they're tying them together. And yeah, yeah absolutely. What do you guys think about in Bad Batch the the subtle kind of stuff that's happening to Wrecker with um 
he keeps taking all the blows to his the head and his chip is starting to to activate like so they're providing these little tidbits like maybe it's not him but at any moment any of them could could just turn uh, right on the rest of the group and that's basically what happened with happens with wrecker i mean he gets one too many schmacks to the noggin and and it <laughs> activates his activates his uh his chip and he right. goes he goes after omega don't they take care of all that though already? they they do they they're able to sedate him and take his chip out and then everything seems to be fine but um but it also it also tells you that you know um that not only is how deeply that chip is set because like at, after he's done it record even comments that i knew what i was doing but i couldn't stop it you know um yeah. Was says, I think Wrecker's unaddressed brain pain was a good analogy for men ignoring health issues, mental health in particular. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. He just chooses not to say anything because he doesn't want them to think he's not Wrecker anymore. Right. Doesn't um, want to burden somebody. Yeah. He's supposed to be the, the heavy of the group and the, right. the guy they can call on to smash. And, right. You know. He's their incredible Hulk. Yeah. Wrecker smash. So, um, but yeah. And then, uh, so it makes me wonder if they're going to be able to bring uh, Crosshair back. You know, if they're going to be able to save him. We talked about this a little bit last week with uh, with Element 7 and, and Darth Chocolate uh, talking about, uh, you know, this whole topic. And and um, Crosshairs is actually Choco's favorite. And he's hoping that they're going to be able to bring him back with the same type of process. But it looks like at the end of the episode... Like the uh, Empire was going to go shut down that facility, so they're probably going to have to find a new one. Yeah, it's. I feel like because they're. I feel like they're because they're going to. I don't know if this show is going to go as long as Clone Wars, but I, I see at least a few seasons of of Bad Batch. So I feel you don't want to bring Crosshair back. Maybe tease something. You know, like he maybe he the chip kind of like because they're enhanced. Maybe the chip kind of dilutes for a second. Uh, and he acts like crosshair for a second. Like, I feel like you need to keep him at least for kind of addressed into season two. Um, and maybe you're kind of resolving season two because you need, they need time to kind of set up who, who's going to take over after crosshair is essentially not the main villain anymore. You know, or what route right. are they going to go with? Who How are they going to set that up? Yeah. yeah. And I'm kind of hoping that we're going to be able to see a few more, a little bit more. And now this is addressed really in rebels, but um, because they're going to be kind of, leading up to the same time frame. I'm kind of hoping that we're going to be able to see a little bit more of like the inquisitors and, and, you know, I'm going to hope, I'm hoping that there's going to be a few more, uh, inter, um, uh, interactions with Kanan Cheris somewhere along the way. Um, you know, that they're going to be able to show, you know, but he's in hiding. So it's going to be kind of hard to see. But. I would, I would love more inquisitor stuff. Cause if you, if you read the new Darth Vader run that Marvel comics is doing right now, the inquisitor stuff is like, so good like how Darth Vader like acts around these Inquisitors and like what they were used for and some of the interactions that they had so that that wouldn't be a bad idea like to bring in what like the head Inquisitor as a villain to take over for Crosshair like maybe that's what helps Crosshair is he's not getting the job done so they bring in this Inquisitor from Darth Vader to essentially take over um, and so even when they save Crosshair, it's like, okay, yeah, maybe we stopped Crosshair from trying to kill us, but now we've got this Sith wielder trying to hunt us down, right. and we, we've got no Jedi left to back us up. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Well, and I think at some point they also have to uh, set things up to a point because, like you said, I, I I don't see this being a long run, a long run of series. But I, you know, I do think we'll get three, four seasons out of it. But the the biggest problem that we're going to have is that sometime before Rebels starts and leading up before Rogue One and uh, New Hope, all these guys, all these characters are going to get uh, Rogue One. They're going to, they're all got, they all got to go. Yeah. You yeah. Know. It's definitely not going to be your happy ending show where, <laughs> like, no, where like people move on. I mean, like maybe Omega or something, but like, you know, cause it, it, it wouldn't be hard for star Wars to, to, to say one person like her survived and just became a hermit and just didn't do anything for the rest of her life. Cause it's, it's a big universe. So you can easily hide somebody you know, one person, but for the rest of them, yeah, like it's not going to be a happy ending show, whether it's right. three or four seasons or whatever it is, they're going to go. Out. I mean, they're going to go out with the blaze of glory, but they're, whether it's Darth Vader or an inquisitor or something, they are for sure going out. But yeah. Star Wars is so good at making so that people are just hermits. Like, yeah, at least for one of them, like maybe it's like her and, and Hunter or something, but like that wouldn't be a bad idea to have Darth Vader be the one that takes them out because they've already shown that they're, they can bring him in in small doses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you brought him in on the very last episode, like the last five minutes of the last episode, and he just kills Wrecker and, and Tech and, and Fives and like just obliterates them all and only like Hunter and Omega get away, you could accept that. You'd be like, yep, that makes sense. Hunter would be able to keep her hidden and keep them hidden for the rest of his life. And it does make sense that Dar- it took Darth Vader to just take out this crew. All right, cool. All right, so hey, we've got about uh, two and a half minutes left here. Um, let's let's kind of wrap this up a little bit, and I want people to know, like we we talked in the earl- earlier in the show about your guys' show and where they can find you and and things, and and so first, want to say again, thank you guys for being on Funny Science Fiction tonight. We really appreciate you being here and sharing your opinions. Uh, but tell people about your your upcoming episode and uh, you know what they should look for on it. Yeah, so we kind of uh, this month we got uh, some pretty cool stuff we're gonna do for uh, this uh, this Friday's episode. Will probably be one of our uh, interviews that me and Devin have have done uh, last week. If you want to hear some stuff about, we uh, covered E3 in last week's episode. So E3 just ended, <coughs> which is like the big video game uh, right. conference. If you if you're listening, you're not too sure. So we kind of covered our top moments from E3, and then uh, our second bonus episode of the month, which will be the 29th. Uh, which we're going to try to record pretty soon. We plan on doing an episode about about why um, Ash Ketchum is the worst Pokemon trainer of all time. <laughs> and so uh, so we're going to dive into a lot of the specifics of how many Pokemon he's either abandoned, given up, or just released for the dumbest reasons. Uh, like just as a quick spoiler teaser, how he gives up Butterfree just so it can be in love um, for like, you know, a Butterfree. I don't, I don't know. It's like, when you really dive into it, like we started doing research, it was like mind blowing how many Pokemon he gave up for just the or just abandoned. Which is ironic he, because yeah, the song like, is "Gotta Catch 'Em All." Gotta catch them all, but not do anything with them. Nice. So uh, I so mean, kind of we've yeah. talked about we've kind of talked about it in a couple podcasts how we basically think Ash is a scumbag, and when he gives Doc, Doc you know, Professor Oak his Pokemon, that Pokemon's basically just sitting in a corner. And eventually yeah, we'll probably die in that Pokeball and then there's just a big old nasty smell. So yeah. All right, cool. Well, we'll have everybody make sure to check out Fandom Effect this week and, and see 
uh, what you guys got coming up. As a reminder, this upcoming Friday, we too have an episode coming out. It will be with Jeffrey Wiseman, who played George McFly in Back to the Future 2 and 3. And so uh, you'll want to check that out. Uh, full episode out this Friday on Funny Science Fiction. That was so, such a fun interview. Yeah, it was. Good times. All right, guys. Thanks again for being on. And to everyone who was watched tonight, thank you for participating and being part of the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of Funny Science Fiction, we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on one of our future episodes, please contact us by means of our Facebook group, Funny Science Fiction. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram using the handle at Funny Sci-Fi, or you can go to DraytonAllen.com and click the Contact Me link at the bottom of the page. Thanks again. Hope you enjoyed the episode.